0: Jesus oh beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. oh beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawn. Give us the light to light the way, unto the Perfect day, oh beautiful star of Bethlehem. Star of death. we
1: year at the divine
2: Thank you all for leading us in worship. And Kevin, thank you for that song. It touches our heart this morning. I'm trying to be better about being in the moment. Do you, do you struggle with that? You don't? For those of us who are planners, who are always looking ahead and anticipating what's next, we, we really need help with that to be in the moment. And so I was, I was sitting enjoying worship today, and, and as I was uh, thinking about what God has put in my heart to preach this morning, I was trying to practice what I'm going to preach about, being in the moment. And rather than thinking about, um, okay, how am I going to start this message and, and um, am I on the right track? And just that last minute, you know, talking to the Lord about, about this moment, um, rather than getting wrapped up in that, I, I just listen to that song. Um, sometimes Becky and I will be watching a television program together, and something will pop into our, our head, and, and so we will ask a question either about something that's happening in the show that we don't understand or something that just randomly came to our minds, and we speak it and and then you just missed the most important line in that drama you're watching. And we live in a time when we can rewind it and go back and get it. That that's and do you do that a lot? We we do that. I mean, Beck, I didn't hear what he just said and everything hinges on what that guy just said. Take it back. And I'll answer that question in just a little bit. And then sometimes I'm the one that speaks out and she says, "Hang on, hang on." And Being in the moment. Um, There are moments that we encounter in life that sometimes can be lifetime moments. Now, not all moments are that way, but sometimes there are things that are said or things that are done or something that we experience that will never happen again in our lifetime. If we can be aware of that, it can help us with this whole scenario of being in the moment. Um, there are times I look back on in my life and I think, oh, man, I wish I could be there again. I wish I could go back there knowing what I know now and drink in that, that opportunity, um, give myself to that, that once-in-a-lifetime moment that happened, but there's no going back. I guess what I'm trying to say is that um, we have one life to live, and sometimes we squander our opportunities on things that really don't matter, and Lord, help me to know what matters and help me to pay attention to the cues you're giving me, and help me to walk away from the things that are keeping me from that, those moments, those moments that you have for us to experience, I want to talk to you about a guy named Zachariah. We're introduced to him in the first chapter of Luke. There's a lot of a lot of things that we can surmise from from what's uh, said about him. Let's just let's just put let's just put some things on some bullet points on the sheet, okay, in your mind. Um, He's a priest. He serves in a division of of the priesthood, and different divisions had different responsibilities to minister in, in the temple, in the house of the Lord, where God's presence resided. And so he's one of those guys. He's also the husband of Elizabeth, who is the cousin of Mary. And he happens to be the guy who will be the father of John the Baptist, the one who will go before Christ announcing his his. Uh, Advent, announcing his coming and introducing the beginning days of his ministry. And, and so Zachariah is just, just a priest among priests. And to be honest, except for this one mention in scripture, is, is a pretty obscure guy. Commentators say, uh, it says that he drew the lot to burn incense before the Lord in the holy place. And commentators say that That's something that could be a a a once-in-a-lifetime happening. So this this is a pretty significant moment. It's not like he was going to church and lighting the Advent candles again. I mean, this, this was his one shot of being in this moment of servanthood in the house of the Lord. Now, I want you to think about God brings him to that holy place. And brings to him the announcement that he is going to father a child with his elderly wife who has never given birth to a child. And this child is going to be the messenger of the Messiah. He's going to be the forerunner of Christ. He's going to be the one who paves the way for people to recognize the fullness of time has come. That this is the moment when Messiah is breaking in on the scene. And John is going to be that guy that paves the way, a voice calling in the wilderness, the Scripture says. And it's not just talking about wilderness places, it's talking about spiritual wilderness. It's talking about the darkness in which the people were now abiding because of their drift from God and the things of God. And God's getting ready to bring them back, bring them back into the light of His presence. And so Zechariah goes in to burn incense and an angel of the Lord appears to him and gives him this message, here's what's going to happen. And um, the angel says, you are to give him the name John. And, And so there's a little objection because... Naming happened on the basis of family names and there was not a John in the family and and so Zachariah kind of questions what what's going on and the angel of the Lord says you will be you will not be able to speak from this time until he's born and you give him the name John because this is a serious moment in which you have found yourself. And I want to tell you, after he was in the presence of Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, and he comes out and now he's not able to verbalize. He, I mean, he's just he, he is beside himself because of this visitation that's taken place. This is not something that happened every, every time a priest went in. This, this was one of those moments. And if he had not been in the moment, he could have missed the moment. But God reached into his life and brought the message that he would deliver. And John goes forth from that time as a changed man. If you've ever been in in the presence of the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. When you when you've had that special something that has happened, and and you knew God was you knew God was speaking to you, you knew that He was calling you forth. It doesn't happen every day. You know, it's 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 kind of uh, almost a little bit humorous for me when you read Scripture and you see how these things unfolded. And, y'all, they unfolded through the years. I'm talking about this happens, and it might be 80 years before another something like that happens. And we come to church every week. And it's like, okay, God, I'm here. Do your thing. I just got this hour. If you're going to do it, do it now. You, you, better, you better touch the preacher. You, you better anoint him. Because if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now. You, you better touch that praise team, Lord, and you better give them the right song to sing. Do you see how, how crazy that mentality is? That we would think that every week we're going to have that once-in-a-lifetime moment? God reached into Zachariah's life. And he was forever different because of what happened. And when you get over to the end of the chapter, first of all, in, in, in um, verse 57. Boy, Luke 1 is a long chapter. I wonder how long it took him to write all that down. But when you get to verse 57, Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Now, she's, she's an elderly lady. This is not supposed to happen. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zachariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. Because John had written her a note and said, This is, what, this is, who, he, he, this is who he is. God has given him, and this is what God has named him, and that's what we're going to name him. Boy, if more of us operated that way. Amen um so they said uh, this is unusual none of your relatives is named John and so they went to Zechariah and they thought Elizabeth lost her mind so they made signs to the father inquiring what he wanted him to be called. I I don't know how they did that. I don't know if he was just reading their lips. Uh, I don't think they, you know, this this is a long time. I don't think there was American sign language. (laughs) But they made signs to him, and they said, what do you want to call him? And he asked for a writing tablet, and he wrote his name. Listen to this. His name is John. Do you see that? Not just we're going to call him John. God named him. His name is John. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. You see what God's doing? I mean, you talk about moments. These are moments. Moments. And God's getting everything ordered. God's God's laying everything in place. And Zechariah has gone for months not being able to speak. And now his tongue is loosed. And it's significant that as his tongue is loosed, next we're introduced in in the 67th verse, Zechariah's prophecy. And he's just praising the Lord for what God has revealed to him. God said, your wife's going to bring forth a son, and it happened. God said his name is John and Zechariah said he is John. And then listen to what he wrote. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now these are things that the priesthood would have been aware of prophecies that they would have been aware of, but know, know this, now he is sharing this prophecy not as a matter of, of hearsay. He is sharing this prophecy because he has been in the very presence of Gabriel, the angel of the Lord. And what he is sharing, he is sharing because of that moment that he had in the presence of God. You know, one of the, one of the burdens that God has given me as a pastor in this time in which we live is that we will be people of the Bible. That, that we will allow God to speak to us from His Word. That, that we might have a, a direct moment of communication when His Holy Spirit brings to light something that is written in this book and, and, and it becomes an aha moment for us. A moment when we know that, hey, you know what? This is not just a book among books. God just spoke to me. I mean, I, I read this, and, but it read me. It read me. God knew that I needed to hear that particular word and that I needed to, to pay heed to what it is that he's saying. And, and so Zachariah is, is giving a prophecy that has been prophesied through the years, but now it is personal. Now it is him speaking the word of God that has been spoken to him. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. He's talking about his son. You will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. This was a moment that was orchestrated by God. And because Zechariah presented himself for service as a priest, accepted the lot that was drawn, went into the holy place to burn incense. He's in the right place. He's in the right frame of mind. He's focused on the things of God. And God appears and brings him to a place that he had never been before. To an understanding that that now was not just from others, but was now personal because God had spoken to him directly about the things that were unfolding. So let me go back to the beginning. Do you see how important it is that we're in the moment? Because if we're not in the moment, if we're Zachariah and we're not in the moment, and we go in to give ourselves to that service, we dismiss the appearing of the angel. And we miss the glory that God has prepared for us in that moment of time that he appears to speak to us. Zechariah, moved by the Holy Spirit, said God has visited us. But he's also saying God is going to visit us in a way that has never been experienced before. His Son, the Son of God, is going to be clothed with humanity. And we're going to have the opportunity to be around him, to be with him. They had spent how many generations of time talking about God? And now they were coming to a moment in history when God would meet them face to face and they would hear for themselves what God has to say. And we say man, I would love to have lived in that moment. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have loved to live in that moment? But I've got good news for you. We live in a moment when Jesus says, I'm going to depart for a while, but I'm going to send my spirit not only to be with you, but to be in you. And I'm going to speak my word to you. I'm going to remind you of all the things that I've said, all of the things I have taught. I'm going to bring you to a place where you will be able to make application of my truth, of my word, in, in the living of your lives on a daily basis. The things that I have done, greater things than these you will do. Why? Because we are living in a moment of anointing and revelation that is amazing, that is superior to what many of the people have known in ages gone by. God is with us. He really is. Emmanuel is not just a, a catchy Christmas title. It is the truth that God has come to visit us, to be with us, and He's come to save us from death. But not only to save us from death, to save us to life to save us from what destruction would come upon us because of sin, but to save us that we might know Him and that we might live to serve Him in holiness and righteousness. That's what Zechariah is saying in his prophecy. God has shown up and God has delivered us from what was killing us and now has given us an opportunity to be a part of a priesthood that is bigger than anything we ever thought possible. Because you see, all of us are priests before the Lord in this day, in this age, to serve Him and to know Him and to bring His holiness and righteousness to bear, not only in our lives, but in those places where we find ourselves. One of my favorite passages, you've heard me point to it a number of times through the years, but when Paul talks about the fact that that we are earthen vessels that carry the treasure of Christ, to to understand that we have the opportunity in any given moment to be that vessel that carries his presence into the midst of of a gathering of of human beings. And that presence can forever change them if we will allow God to have that moment in our lives and through our lives to touch those around us. But I, I promise you, That if we don't understand how important it is to be in the moment that God is giving us, then we'll walk right by it and never even know that it presented itself. No wonder the scripture says, and Mary stored all these things up in her heart and she pondered them. The things of God ought to set us pondering for a lifetime. When there's nothing else to do, we ought to find ourselves thinking about the glory of who He is and what He is doing and what He is going to do. As we faithfully follow His lead in our lives. I pray that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because those who are filled will see what others are not able to see and will hear what others are not able to hear, I pray that we will know how glorious it is that God has sent his son to this world, and that we will uh, be careful not to squander Christmas on things that won't even be remembered next year. Oh, exchange your gifts. That's, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not the main event. Yeah, go ahead. Read, read the night before Christmas. That, that's a catchy little story. Nothing wrong with that. But don't read that and not read Luke 2. Read the Christmas story to your family. Luke 2, 1 through 20. We'll read it on Christmas Eve. We always do. Read it at home, too. Get your kids around you. Let them hear you read that. Sure, have someone read the night before Christmas. Uh, But then bring everybody into the moment that is like the moment that Zachariah had when we hear the Christmas angel and we devote ourselves to what God says this is all about. Oh, you can't name him John. Oh, he is John. You can't call it Christmas. It's the holidays. Oh, it is Christmas. He is the reason for the season. And, you know, I, I, I don't... I'm okay if people say Happy Holidays, I, I'm okay, but I'm not okay that Happy Holidays becomes a replacement for Christmas, for Merry Christmas, um, in the moment. Lord get me into the moment, whatever that is. that I might not miss the glory of what you have to say. Lord, sometimes I wish we had the capability to rewind like we do TV shows, but don't think we can do that. Forgive me for those times when I have been so trying to keep things moving in a pre-planned direction that I have missed, an unanticipated moment of glory that you were unveiling in our midst. Help us to do better in recognizing that it's you, in hearing what you have to say, in moving in the direction you would have us to move. Help us to know it's okay to be quiet sometimes. It doesn't have to be noisy all the time. Help us to know there's a place for an upbeat song, but there's also a place for a mellow, easier song. Help us to understand the the ebb and the flow of life that is represented in Scripture and help us to be in the moment and not try to rush to another moment that we think is more preferable. Lord, we learned from Zechariah that he went in never realizing what was about to happen, but then ever changed by what did happen. And I don't know what waits for us tomorrow, but I can't wait to see what you're going to do next to help us to become more like Jesus. So in this Christmas season, while we're scurrying about tending to all kinds of matters that that are related to this season. Help us to have those moments when we just quiet down for a bit and see Jesus face to face. Well, who knows, Lord, you might say something to us that you would have us to say to someone else that could change there forever thank you for the moments that you have divinely established for each of us we'll try to do better of being in those moments we ask us all in Jesus name Amen